good afternoon everyone and welcome to another episode of Wake Up Monday by your host Esther. I hope you are all well and I hope you will enjoy today's session. So the focal point of today's session will revolve around the team of righteousness. Specifically, how does a righteous life look like? In other words, what does God expect from us, especially from a righteous person that proclaims to be faithful to God? And how does one walk on a righteous path in the presence of God's grace. I want to use this session to start giving you a more clear picture of how your life will be as you walk on the path of righteousness. A journey that may be hard but is worth it as it may lead to your salvation. I want you to be empowered to do this daily as a sign of your commitment to God. Therefore, the title rightly states that righteousness should supersede religious acts. I want to show you, through the Bible, how the value of righteousness has a deeper spiritual impact on your life. Because anyone who does spiritual acts, such as prayer, may be poor to be faithful, even though their heart tells a different story. Religious acts are often ceremonial, therefore marred with hypocrisy rather than faith. And we can clearly see uh, we can clearly see a clear example of this in Matthew chapter fifteen from verses one to eight. In fact, in verse eight, Isaiah even prophesies that people often honored God with their lips rather than their hearts. And further to this as well, it states in Proverbs twenty one chapter three, the NET version. And just a quick reminder, I will be using the NET version throughout this session. So it states. Again, in Proverbs 21, verse 3, that God prefers righteousness rather than the sacrifice we would often see through religious acts. Because with righteousness, it is undeniable. Because it is a consistent state of being, unwavered by the world. As its standard is the word of God, ordained by the grace of God. However, this does not mean that God will not accept your sacrifice. He will if you are a righteous person. In fact, if we look at Proverbs 15, verse 8, the Bible states that prayer of the upright pleases him, thus showing that righteousness must be evident in your spiritual life. Because without it, you are no better than an unbeliever or even the wicked person who honors God, as it says in Matthew 15 verse 8, with their lips rather than their hearts. In fact, if we look closely, in the footnotes of Proverbs 15 verse 8 and the NET version, it actually quotes um, J.H. Greenstone's uh, commentary on Proverbs, where it states that sacrifice is an outer ritual and easily performed even by the wicked. The prayer is private and an inward act and not easily fabricated by unbelievers. So what does a righteous life look like? So of course one of the most powerful examples that we know in the Bible is of course Jesus' sacrifice so that we may have the forgiveness of sin. 
if we look closely in Romans 5 verse 8 in the NET version it states that this one righteous act delivered became righteousness leading to life for all people the same that Jesus' sacrifice was the embodiment of the living word, his divine grace. God sacrificed his only son because he loved us so much. He wanted to save us. See John 3 from verses 16 to 18. And all God is asking from us is to lead a righteous life. Connect to that verse again. Jesus' sacrifice, that one righteous act, led to us to aspire to a life that we can adhere to if we adhere to God's word and his principles and his laws. Therefore, we should be acting as God is demanding from us. We should be acting and be an emblem of our obedience and faith in him because he wants us to live. That one act brought us life, not just physically but also spiritually. And he wants us to live as this life will lead to our salvation. So how does a righteous life look for us? So of course it means of adhering to the law of the Lord and reflecting his values and principles as commanded by your by the Bible. And of course your life should be an emblem of God's glory. And as I said before, this is a state of being to the point where you should take pleasure in obeying his law and principles. See Psalms chapter 1 verse 2 for an example of this. But of course, to kind of give you more context and how the Bible defines this, I'm just going to quickly uh, raise three points in regards to living a righteous life. Number one, it is a lifelong commitment. If we even look at the book of Ezekiel chapter 18, it clearly says that living righteously is a lifelong commitment until the day we die. Point number two, it embodies the principles of truth and integrity. You are essentially an advocate of the truth, God's truth, and must live honestly. And of course, the concept of honesty is connected to integrity. In fact, if we look closely in the footnotes of Proverbs 13, Verses 5 to 6, it says that this must be a life where you, where one lives above reproach. And remember, if you want some more context on how the principle, or principle of honesty is also important in our spiritual life, please also look at the previous episode. Now, connected to the second point, uh, there's actually you can also see that there's a connection between integrity and righteousness. If we look closely at Proverbs 20, uh, verse 7, we can clearly see how the Bible actually describes righteousness as being the precursor to leading a life of integrity. In fact, if we look closely in the footnotes in the NAT version, it kind of uh, places a righteous person as being a member of the covenant community who strives to live according to God's standards. Ah, remember that point. And then, of course, secondly, integrity, connected to the previous point, that one's lifestyle is blameless. So, therefore, again, reinforces the point how you must live your life honestly. 
and essentially these three uh these three points kind of describe how your walk with god may look like and of course there will be trials but as it says in james 1 from verses 2 to 6 that this will build endurance especially in your faith so that you will not deviate from living righteously in fact if you look closely in verse 12 it says that it proves to god that your faith is genuine so as long as you are under the confidence of god you will prevail and if you want to see more context of this definitely look back at proverbs 18 verse 10 so lastly if we look closely at Psalms, uh, Psalms 40, verse 6, and also in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 11, the Bible clearly states that God is not concerned with his sacrifices. His primary, his primary concern is whether you wholeheartedly submit to him as his servant, whether you wholeheartedly believe that he is our Lord and Savior. Because without all of this, all those acts are meaningless so ask yourself these vital questions because i do not want you to miss on your destiny by being so distracted by tradition and religious ceremony god wants to know your heart do you with whole heart believe in him have faith in him so i implore you to ingrain into your life the life of a righteous person so that you may truly experience the glory of god and if you are in doubt, remember that the Bible should be your standard above else. So do not let anything dissuade you. So let me leave you with this. My favorite verse, Ephesians 6 verse 11, beautifully states, Clothe yourself with the full armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against the powers, against the world rulers of darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in heavens. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful day. May God bless you and have a blessed week.